sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. One of the greatest obstacles that we face to growing in a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ is distraction. We distract ourselves, things around us distract us. Distraction, distraction, distraction. Uh, it's a problem that we face, but it's not a new problem. Today, we're going to be talking about how Blaise Pascal identified the problem of distraction centuries ago and what we can do to address it. That's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you have questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. I'm joined in studio by Robin Bruggeman once again. Hi, Robin. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? Fantastic. Good. Squirrel. Squirrel? Oh, come Where? on. No. <laughs> Robin. <laughs> you don't get the cultural reference, the pop cultural reference. What's the movie? Oh, you no. You're going to quiz me on movies? Yes. Up, oh. The Pixar movie Up, where it, all right, are we I haven't seen it for a dots? long time. Refresh but remember, my memory. Well, so like, there's the uh, character dog who is talking, and then he sees the squ- squirrel. Oh. So yes, in the yes, middle yes, of conversation, yes. squirrel. It's coming back to me now. It's coming back to me. So that's what we're going to be talking about Sounds today. Good. I gotcha. All right. I gotcha. Right. So before we get into distraction, <laughs> though, Robin, uh, you've been on the show a few times before, but in case somebody hasn't heard you, would you mind just briefly introducing yourself? Okay. I'm Robin. I am wife to Spike, I am mom to seven, grandma to one, mother-in-law to one, mother-in-law to be to two, and I, is that funny? <laughs> um, let's see, I, I just love learning our Catholic faith. I just, I feel like I'm on a journey to learn what I can, whatever pops up, and um, yeah. Awesome. I want to learn from you. Oh, boy. Learn from the well, best. Well, 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 oh, geez. No, you're supposed to lower the bar on the show. That's <laughs> what we do. Um, I, the reason I was smiling was like your like, Father Andrew Dickinson was my longtime yep. co-host. Yep. And when he said, Father, who are you? And he, I'm a beloved son of the Father. Da, da, da. He had this thing. And the way you're, the rhythm you had, it was, it was Dickinson-esque. Yeah. Your, your rhythm was... Mm-hmm. I'm a, a wife to Spike, a mother of seven. A da, 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 da. So it's a good oh, thing, right? Familiar. It's a good thing. Because when Absolutely. you asked me to be on or do this this new journey with you, you said something about him and I did. his system. So, okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's a natural thing. So, Robin, how, why are we talking about distraction? How, how Because you and I talked oh, about yeah. a couple of different things, potential mm-hmm. topics, uh, and this was not the first one. Um, why are we talking about it today? We're talking about it today because... Um, on a different episode, you said your dad was kind of wondering what I do, and it caught me off guard. It's like, what do I do? And I had to think about it, and it was like this, oh, my goodness, I'm I'm busy all day and all night. Yeah. And you said Blaise Pascal would have something to say about that. And I have I had no idea who it was, yep. and so I've been getting a little bit of tutoring from you lately, right. and I want to nice. know more. So, right. So, um, and I, I was so, I, I can't believe I haven't talked about this. I don't, I don't think I've talked about this on Ignition before, mm-hmm. which is really surprising because um, it, just in the recent past, this has become really powerful and exciting mm-hmm. for me personally. So, um, 
a little about Blaise Pascal first, and then about the book that I'm holding, and then we'll get into the topic. So uh, I know that you've also been doing a little bit of research on Blaise. So I'm not, I, I've not read biographies of Pascal. I know just a little bit about the guy, so feel free to mm-hmm. correct or compliment, <laughs> correct or compliment, compliment uh, like add to. Now, you can compliment yeah. me, like, good job, Chris, or add <laughs> okay, to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I'm going to say. So Blaise Pascal, uh, Frenchman, 17th century, I think, uh, layman, was not a priest, but a brilliant guy. So he was, among other things, um, a philosopher. Um, he did major work. He was a scientist. Uh, he 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 studied studied and did work in physics, mathematics, um, especially Peter Kraft. We'll tell you about him in a minute. Tells us about, especially about probability theory. He invented the world's first working computer, vacuum cleaner, and public transportation system. Seriously? Vacuum cleaner, mom. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. That is super cool. Yeah, I don't know what it looks like, how it worked or anything. Remember, wow. no electricity yet. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh. Interesting. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. What do you know about Blaise Pascal? I know he shares a name with one of my kids. I have a Blaze. <laughs> you didn't. And so you didn't know who he was. No, you, you no. Know Saint, you know Saint Blaze. That's probably why you named yeah, your son yep, Blaze. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's funny. The more I'm learning about Blaze Pascal, I'm like, oh, cool. Like, yeah. I'm gonna have to tell my Blaze that. I didn't know he was a mathematician until I was kind of prepping for the podcast at around the dinner table, and my engineering daughter was like, "Is that the same Blaze that has the Blaze or the Pascal triangle?" And I was like, "I don't know," but yeah, him, <laughs> yeah. right? So, um, yeah, I don't know that much about him, but I've been listening to more on him and has oh, good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. He died in his late 30s, I think. I think 39-ish. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Young. Yeah. And okay. he'd written, um, I think he'd written a couple books, and he was sort of in the midst of writing his greatest work, but he never completed it. Really? So it's called, okay, so it's I, I'm going to butcher French. So if, if you're, a, if you speak French well, just. <laughs> forgive me, forgive me. So I think it's pension, but I don't know because okay. French. So it's it better like, than I could do. It looks like pensees. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So I th- but I think pensees. Yeah. But it, that, that's plural. So pensee, or I'm not sure how you say the singular. It's thoughts. Okay. Pensees is the bad English pronunciation, hmm. or the horrible pronunciation of the way it means thoughts. So he okay. he was collecting notes that he was going to compile about how you explain or defend the faith mm-hmm. uh, just in general ways. Uh, but he never, he had many notes, but he never put them into book form prior to his death. Sounds uh, like me. <laughs> well, maybe one day. I'll never write day, a book, but I have day, a lot of thoughts on sticky notes, notes and, and stuff. And then in centuries, <laughs> I'm going to be talking about, oh, these are the notes by, and the French are going to be saying, notre, notre, by Bremont, something like that. It's pretty good. So, <laughs> So um, what Pascal does, uh, so you, he does too much. The thing that I want to focus on, he identifies a lot of the problems of the human condition, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he had, before he gets to the solution, he identifies two what Peter Kraft, I'll talk about him in a minute, identify, calls two pseudo-solutions to the, pro, the, to the human condition. And one of them is distraction. Okay, so so, mm-hmm. but so the bridge here to Kraft. So Peter Kraft is uh, a, a Catholic layman. He taught, 
he might still teach a little bit, but he's retired professor of philosophy at Boston College, but he's written dozens of books. Have you ever read anything by Kraft before? So Till now. He was a convert, I think in the 60s or 70s to Catholicism. Uh, he'd been, I think, a Dutch Calvinist before that converted. So he was one of the early, you know, there's this whole slew of of uh, Protestant converts to Catholicism, mm-hmm. especially like in the 80s and 90s. Scott Hahn yep. in yep. particular comes to mind. Well, um, Kraft was one of the forerunners of the modern cool. sort okay. of wave of convert, converts. Uh, he, he's very, people might hear philosophy from the oh boy, he's gonna be over my head. No, he's a great writer, a great mm-hmm. speaker, very engaging. Uh, and he wrote a book called Christianity for Modern Pagans, Pascal's Pensées, edited, outlined, and explained. So what he did in this book is he takes, not all, but a number of what he thinks are the most important thoughts mm-hmm. of Pascal and sort of puts them in, a, in an order, and then he offers some commentary on each of them. Yep. Uh, so, so that's what he did with this book, Christianity for Modern Pagans. So, Robin, I picked this book up like 15 years ago. They, the title, I just, especially my work, Christianity mm-hmm. for Modern Pagans, increasingly, you know, people are, are either not familiar at all with Christianity, or even if they're raised uh, with a Christian faith, they're not really familiar with Jesus Christ and his teachings. Right. Um, have sort of a, 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 just a, a very base, minimal, not even basic, like a, a minimal understanding and oftentimes misunderstanding of of Christianity in general, Catholicism mm-hmm. in particular. I thought this would be a great book because I didn't tell you about this. Like, oh, this looks like a great book. I bought it and uh, it came, it was shipped to me and it was wrapped you know, in that cellophane wrapping. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, okay, I'm really looking forward to this. But I put it on my shelf. I'm going to read this book. Put it on my shelf. And it stayed on my shelf. For how many years? Eight. Wow. In the wrapping. Wow. Probably, but it literally, at least five. It may have been like eight, mm-hmm. really eight, literally could have been eight years. But I saw, okay, I need, so I, I, I took the cellophane off like eight years later. And I read the first couple of pages. Oh, this looks really good. First couple pages, I got to read this book. Put it back on the shelf. Mm, it was all in God's timing. It stayed when there. It, was supposed to it stayed there for you. more years. Yes. Yeah, so it was yeah. probably about four or five years ago now that once again I see this book and I started reading it again. And, and this time, yeah, it was God's timing. It just yeah. grabbed me. So, so this you've is, read the whole thing now. So I did. I did okay. read it through. I mean, I yeah. And you have your. I, I see you have your little. I noted notes it all and stuff, up. and what yeah. you gave me a copy of. So um, I love this book. So folks, um, just maybe based on what I've said already, maybe based on what we'll be talking about the rest of the episode. Uh, if you're intrigued, I highly recommend. It, it's not going to speak to everybody necessarily. Like for me, you know, it took me like 15ish years before mm-hmm. I was ready, apparently, to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it, this is, this is one of my favorite books easily of the last awesome. 20 years that I've read in the last 20 years. So why, what, easily. what's the best thing? Because it's be, because of the pseudo solution. So, uh, besides distraction, which we're going to focus on, um, Pascal had identified this distraction and indifference mm-hmm. as the two two of the greatest problems facing the spread of Christianity mm-hmm. in the modern era. And for him, that was the 17th century. Yeah, isn't that amazing? It is, because, so Kraft says, and I think he's right, that Pascal was actually ahead of his time. Yeah. Because yeah. as true as that may have been back then, 
it's way even more, more, sru- more so true yeah. today. Yes. Indifferent, like indifferentism, mm-hmm. like, eh, like if, when you, when you talk about what, what difference your faith makes in your life, what difference God, Jesus Christ makes in your life. So mm-hmm. often people are like, eh, Bishop yeah. Barron talks yeah. about M-E-H period, meh, uh, you know, uh, yeah. meh, yeah. Uh, lukewarm. Like in, people are indifferent. W- lukewarm. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and 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 Pascal had identified that together with the destruction as two significant problems facing Christianity yeah. in the modern era. That that's why. So he names it, and then he talks about just in beautiful language, um, the well. What, the problems before that, what we're trying to respond to by, uh, and then how we distract ourselves or we're indifferent, mm-hmm. but then what the real solution is. But the other thing yeah. too, early on, Crave talks about what Pascal does. Um, Pascal makes the great point that before you can explain to somebody the truth of Christianity, you have to do what you can to get them to a place where they want it to be yes. true. Yes. And I think it's so important. I mean, just for me, like being convicted uh, 25 some years ago about the truth of our faith. Um, so I've always been just naturally drawn to truth. That's mm-hmm. truth is kind of the thing that is really um, goes to the core of who I am and yeah. what I'm drawn to. But not everybody's that way. So mm-hmm. you can present the truth of something, the truth of Catholicism, the truth of whatever. And for some people, it just it, a lot of people are just, okay, whatever, yeah. that's fine. But it doesn't yeah. like, like grab their heart. Right, right. Uh, so we can have the, the most eloquent and logical explanation of Christianity in general or Catholicism in particular, the defense explanation of why it's true. And that for a lot of people, that's not going to, that's not going to grab their heart. Yeah, that's like not going know. to arrest their attention. Right. So Pascal's point way back then was first you have, to, you have to entice them. You mm-hmm. have to talk about the faith in such a way where they want it yes, to be true. They want what you have. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So that's yeah. probably another reason. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay. And I was so amazed, you know, and what I started looking into just to kind of prepare myself a little bit for today at how incredible it is that what he, what Blaise Pascal, his thoughts and what he wrote on, or his little pieces that he wrote that were put into this book are so applicable today, even more applicable today. Oh yeah. I'm just, it blows my mind and it is so cool that we can take his wisdom and use it today. That's awesome. Amen. So let's look at what Kraft and Pascal have to say about yes, distraction. Uh, but before we do that, if you're just tuning in, welcome to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Berg, while talking with Renee Bruggeman today. Renee about Bruggeman. Renee Bruggeman. <laughs> or you could be Robin Kranz. <laughs> yes. Which one would you prefer? Half and half. Half and half. Okay. How about Robin Bruggeman? The R. I just realized you're both R's. Yes. You. Renee, Renee, I just almost did it. Renee Kranz, Robin Bruggeman, Renee Leach has been a long time. Oh, what, what, what was what was yeah, a long good. time guest. So let's try that again. Your name is what? Who are you? <laughs> Who am I? Robin Bruggeman. Robin Bruggeman. <laughs> so we're talking about what Kraft and Pas- what Kraft has to say about Pascal about yep. distraction. Yep. Uh, I actually want to start with um, something that I did not give you. So this oh, is yikes. This is Kraft. No, you're gonna okay. love it. And this is Kraft's introduction to the whole topic of distraction, or okay. uh, the, the more precise translation of, of Pascal is diversion, but I okay. think distraction speaks to it a little bit more de- uh, clearly. 
So this is Craved. For many years, I used to bother people with a simple question that was never really answered adequately until I read Pascal. It was a simple child's question, and I asked of philosophers, theologians, psychologists, sociologists, anthropologists, historians, economists, and even ordinary, sane, real people like Robin Bruggeman. <laughs> Yet no one could give me a straight, a simple, straight answer. The question is, ready, Robin? Okay. Why does anybody have any time today? Where did all the time go? Oh, goodness. Craft goes on. I think the best answer I got was Cleveland. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> what? Where did all the time go? It went, it went to, to Cleveland. Cleveland. Okay. <laughs> okay. I want sometimes. Some, I don't know if I'm if I don't meet Peter Craft, then I probably won't this side of heaven. So hopefully in heaven. Okay. Why Who said Cleveland? Cleveland. And then I go yeah. hopefully find that person's name. Why did you say Cleveland is where all <laughs> yeah, the time was, went? Okay, good. My wife's from Ohio. So I know. I was actually thought of your wife right away. If the experts can answer a simple child's question, the world has come to a sorry, pretty sorry state. The question is more puzzling than it seems. We ought to have much more time, more leisure than our ancestors did because technology, which is the most obvious and radical difference between their life, lives and ours, is essentially a series of time-saving devices. In ancient societies, if you were rich, you had slaves to do the menial work so that you could be freed to enjoy your leisure time. Life was like a vacation for the rich because the poor slaves were their machines. We now no longer have slaves for two reasons, moral and religious principles and the Industrial Revolution. The first made us feel guilty about slavery. The second made slavery unnecessary. So now that everyone has many slave substitutes, machines, why doesn't everyone enjoy the leisurely, vacation-y lifestyle of the ancient rich? Why have we killed time instead of saving it? Wow. Your great-grandmother scrubbed clothes on a scrubbing board and cooked on a coal stove. You push buttons on washing machines and microwave ovens full of prepared food. Yet your great-grandmother had more time to, to talk to her daughter than you do. Oh. Why? Ouch. Rob, yeah. I remember my, my grandma... Um, she had a washing machine, but it was the kind, so it was electric. This, mm-hmm. I mean, um, but it was an old one. It was the kind that had the rollers. Yeah. So like, where we had the spin cycle, yeah. you, she mm-hmm. had to push it kind through. It she through. actually got her finger. Oh my gosh. She was older. Um, yeah. So I love, that's so wow. poignant and powerful. Yeah. And thoughts before I go on with what, any, any, anything striking you about that? Yeah, or just, keep going. Wow. I mean, okay. yes and no, okay. but okay. yeah, keep going. Um, I'm going to skip it. So why, 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 why don't we have time? Since you're probably impatient, like most people today, I will tell you Pascal's answer immediately. We want to complexify our lives. We don't have to, we want to. We want to be harried and hassled and busy. Unconsciously, we want the very thing we complain about. For if we had leisure, we would look at ourselves and listen to our hearts and see the great gaping hole in our hearts and be terrified because that hole is so big that nothing but God can fill it. Mm. So, oh, I don't have any time. I'm so, so busy, so busy. Mm-hmm. Don't have any time. Now, okay, so, so Pascal would say, and Kraft echoing him says, why? We, with, with all of our technology, um, we have more time-saving devices than the yeah. ancient rich and famous. 
mm-hmm. and they you know laid around you know eating grapes yeah. and drinking wine yep. da, da, da. we have just as much if not more leisure time than they do how come we're so busy where has all the time gone yeah other than to cleveland other than to cleveland <laughs> <laughs> so so that's that's all crafe's mm-hmm. sort of introduction to Pen, P- Pascal himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so any thoughts before we get to Pascal? Keep going. Okay. So we're, we're going to focus on just a couple lines that I shared with you from Pascal. And we're going to do it the way that, though, for the listeners, the way that Kraft wants the reader to do it. Okay. So this is picking up in um, uh, Pascal's note that's titled Diversion. Again, it's a distraction. And just because of time, we're going to sort of skip ahead just to the, the key. It's, it's one sentence. It's been oft quoted. Many people have heard it before, um, but it's worth talking about again, or maybe you've heard it before for the first time. Peter, uh, Blaise Pascal. I have often said that the sole cause of man's unhappiness is dot, dot, dot. So he answers it, but what Kraft does, because he's got little notes, mm-hmm. what Kraft wants us to do as the reader is, okay, don't look. Don't look. I want you. I mean, how does how does he? Um, at this point, I dare you to cover up Pascal's next words and guess what he will say. I did that the first time I read it, and my guess was nowhere near Pascal's answer and nowhere near his bullseye. And and, and Kraft goes on. So I think, so Robin, um, I think you you know what the answer is, but when you when if we're opposed to just the Joe or Jane on the street, the sole co- the sole cause of man's unhappiness, we could come up with all sorts of things. Christians mm-hmm. probably say things like true things like sin, mm-hmm. um, separation from God, uh, whatever selfishness things like that. Uh, so there's a lot, a lot of true answers yep. to an- to fill in this true ways to fill in this blank. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but Pascal's is particularly poignant to me. So any thoughts before, any comments before I reveal? Tell us what he says. I have often said that the sole cause of man's unhappiness is that he does not know how to stay quietly in his room. Mm -hmm. He does not know how to stay quietly in his room. What? What yeah. does that mean to you? when you heard, when you read that? Mm-hmm. What did how did that strike you? I wasn't surprised by. I mean, it's just like a yeah. You hear that and you're like, yeah. We just we don't know how to just be to just sit and just just be because we live these busy lives. I don't even like the word busy. I know. I know. Uh. Yeah, but yeah, it's but it's such a no brainer. Just like. Yeah, let's all just stop and just think, wow, can we just sit and be with ourselves? Can we? Kraft talks about how he he sort of took Pascal up. He took he took it as a dare. Mm-hmm. So he he go he went to a dark room in his house. He set a timer outside the door yep. and just tried to sit. And, and be with himself and not think about anything. Mm-hmm. Just be. Yep. Not let your mind water. Not let, wander. Yep, just yep, be. Yep. yep. And he said after a certain times, it's got to be, it's got to be close to an hour. Yeah. So he said that it'd be like 10 It was 10 minutes. minutes. Yeah. I heard him talk <laughs> on it. Yeah. Yeah. And then he did it again. And I think we should all try it. I, I haven't. Tr- so I read this book five years ago. I still have not. Oh, you haven't tried it yet? Done the dare. I still haven't. Have I you? Think- have you done it? Yes you, you just no. described it. Okay. Yeah. Or just, just heard about this. Yeah. But I think that 
you should dare your listeners to try it. So what? It, what yeah. So to walk us through that, Robin. How do we? Um, oh my goodness! Take up Pascal on the dare on the dare. Like, how would we do that? Like, yeah, I would. Like, you mean like really? How do we yeah. do it? Just like find a quiet inner place in your home, dark. or yeah, dark. Set the timer outside of like, um, like Crafe did, and just try to just sit. And try not to let your mind wander on your to-dos, on what is keeping you busy, on the distractions, the diversions, with which Pascal would call them, um, and just see, just, wow. Like, you know, I listened to on a YouTube on that author after you tipped me off to him, and he said, you know, people that are in prison, the worst thing to them is getting put in solitary confinement. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, wow, you know, nobody, do, do we want to be alone? Now, as a mom, uh, I'm not, I don't want to say busy, but uh, mom, I remember the years of just craving silence. And, and now I'm to a point where I can kind of do that. But it's still like, what do I do? Like, how do I just sit and just be? And I think that's the world we live in. Yep. So yep. I think we should all try it. Just, just part of that. It. Part of that is that tr- we are made to be in relationship, yes. so that is part of it. Um, but in well, today in particular, but even in the 17th century, we'd mm-hmm. sort of um, made it worse yeah. by today. What we do, mm-hmm. we fill our lives we with noise. We busify. We busify. There we go. I love to make that. Up might words. be that might be the title of this episode. <laughs> busify yourself. <laughs> Or stop busifying yourself. Something like, what's but we all do it. We totally do. We know we do it, but yet we don't know we do it. But we do it. Right. We do it to ourselves. And and even and 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 it's. I think it'd be easy for um, so, so us who take our our Christian Catholic faith seriously. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. people who you know they they they're afraid of God or they're running from God. But no, even people okay, like myself, perhaps mm-hmm. like yourself, mm-hmm. who who seek and long for a deeper relationship with God. We can, mm-hmm. because we're still sinners, we can, uh, yeah, but, yeah. yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, and I'll for fill sure. my day. I, I don't, I'm getting better at it, mm-hmm. but still, there, I still have the tendency, the temptation to fill my day with noise. Yeah, yeah, we all do. So Robin, we got about a minute left. I've That's been so talking, I know, I know, I know. Uh, uh, unlike Crafe's dare of, you know, sitting <laughs> This went really fast. So any, for you, any kind of like things to tie this together for our listeners, any advice you might give, any other comments in light of no. Pascal and Kraft? Yeah. Um, he talks a lot about believing with your heart and your head. And I, I just really think, and I think that would be an opportunity maybe to think of something for another episode, but to think about that. And then when you are in silence, if you choose this dare, it's just the getting the both to work together mm. without thinking too much. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's deep, but good stuff. It is. It is good so stuff. So good. So I think we, we didn't get to the solution. You know, this is a pseudo Uh-oh. solution, right? We're no, leaving the listeners hanging. Yeah. So you'll have to, but, <laughs> but I, maybe the, the, my invitation would be to reflect what are the ways that you do fill your life yeah. with noise. Um, years ago, one of my friends, one of the priests of our diocese for the Jim Mason had said, mm-hmm. turn the radio off on yes. your, when you're driving around. Do yeah. that yep. and ask the Lord to speak to you. Yeah, invite him into Amen. 
the things you're getting rid of. So, Thanks, Robin. Thanks for having me. And that will wrap up this episode. Again, you can email us ignition at sfcatholic.org with any thoughts, ideas, or, or thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, may God bless you.